Hi everyone, welcome to Camila Cava Food Photography Podcast, a place where I interview talents in the food photography industry to help you and myself grow a food photography career. On today's podcast, I talk with Donna Cruz, an award-winning blogger, food photographer, and Nikon Europe ambassador based in Surrey, UK. Donna has been a Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year finalist for four years in a row from 2017 to 2020, along with many other accolades throughout the recent years. Donna is best known for her food photography styling and recipe development from a broad range of health food magazines to cookbooks. Today we talk about her Nikon ambassadorship, what it means working with an agent, the varying expectations of clients when creating a cookbook and many more topics. Hi Donna. Hello, how are you? I'm so excited to meet you. I love your pictures. Thank you so much. I love your pictures. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here today. I love your pictures. So it's going to be really fun to talk to you. Um, So for the listeners that might not know you, could you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Donna Krauss. I am a professional food photographer. I am also a mother of two and a wife and all of these things combined. Yeah, Uh, I'm a Nikon ambassador. I'm the first Nikon ambassador for food photography, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I started blogging, um, developed my food photography from there and Mm -hmm. that's how I've built this business. um, Lovely. Lovely. So how long have you been photographing right now? Uh, Coming on probably about six years, uh, professionally probably about five. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's still new, still fresh, still fresh career. Um, And I'm learning every day always learning I love yep. I love that it's it's one of those genres I think that's still growing across the spectrum and as food mm-hmm. photographers we are all still always learning you know and there's just so much information out there yeah definitely I agree like uh, that's what's most exciting for me about this job is the fact that it, it never stops the learning curve and everything like yeah. and development and equipment and style it's always changing yeah it's so exciting yeah yeah so what would like uh, let's say so you're a food photographer of course so what would you say are um, what what kind of clients are you working with mostly? Um, I do cookery books. So mm-hmm. I've worked with um, publishers based in the in the USA. They're based in Boston, and what happens is they will send me a manuscript, and then I'll I'll shop. I always have to add shopping because that's such a big part of food photography oh, God, which yeah. people don't realize. Uh-huh. So I shop. I cook, I style, I photograph, post-production, and send them back like a fully completed visual image of the book. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh-huh. so, so I do that. Um, my other clients are, I have a number of um, PR brands where I work with fresh produce suppliers, which I love working with fresh produce. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then I do a lot of work for Nikon, over and above that, a lot of talks and that with Nikon. And yeah, I'm just trying to think. Just generally, I work with a lot of brands, um, mm-hmm. just promoting their products, that sort of thing. Like sponsored post kind of thing, no? Um, not really so much in terms of um, sponsored posts, but just developing images for them, visual Im- um, imagery mm-hmm. for their social media. For their social. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not big on doing sponsored posts and sort of the influencer stuff because. Um, I think you can get wrapped up in that and that's not really my, that's not really my business. Um, for me, if I do do a shout out on Instagram, it's because it's a product that I love and I use, uh-huh. not because I'm being paid to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And then you mentioned that you work a lot with the, um, cookbooks. Usually those are big projects, aren't they? Mm. Like, uh, yeah. 
yeah, very big projects. Tons yeah, of so, of pictures, yeah. Yeah, so that takes that can take anywhere between six to eight weeks of... Whoa. I like to work Monday to Friday only so uh-huh. that I have Saturday and Sunday to have some time off. It's physically demanding mm-hmm. and creatively demanding as well. So um, when I first started, I would work seven days a week, 24-7. Everything was book, book, book. Um, and I found that I was getting to a point where I was really battling creatively to actually put yeah. pictures together. And I felt that everything started to look the same. Um, <laughs> so I, I really kind of set strict rules to stop working on a, on a Friday night and start working again on a Monday. And it made such a difference when it came to everything, my energy levels, my creativity, uh-huh had more time with the family. I didn't have that guilt that I was working and trying mm-hmm. to run a family and, and everything else. So yeah, I highly recommend that no matter whether yeah. you're working for a client or whether you're working for yourself or definitely to take that time off. Um, you really need a creative break. Yeah, that makes sense because you as an entrepreneur, like you're you're in charge of your own time. And if there is yeah. no one like, and there's always so much work. So if there's no one telling you, okay, this is weekend, you don't get paid for weekend. Like you always yeah. just continuously working. So yeah. And me, I always try and get everything. And before the deadline, I've mm-hmm. got, I've got this thing about deadlines where I will not be late for a deadline. Mm-hmm. So even if I have to work until midnight or two o'clock, I'll do that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's something that it's just in my nature to give it my all, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> to give it my all. But mm-hmm. actually, at the end of the day, I can actually end up doing more damage, not not just in terms of what I'm delivering, because it's maybe not as good as what it should be. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, you say it takes about six to seven weeks, right? The project yeah. like that. Yeah. So how many images can you do in a day of it? Because you cook yourself as well with food mm-hmm. and you don't work with food stylists, do you? No, no, mm-hmm. I do it all myself. Depends. Sometimes I'll work with a home economist. But generally, mm-hmm. it's all myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so on average, I like to set myself five five recipes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and within those five recipes, I'll have main courses and then some easier easier dishes as well. Right. So it's just a little bit of combination. I, it, to do five full courses, um, five full dishes is quite heavy. Quite, you know, um, five full sort of main courses where it's mm-hmm. a lot of cooking and all of that. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of break it up between a couple of say breakfast dishes or mm-hmm. desserts that are quick and easy just to get a good a good combination of all of them and then mm-hmm. yeah and then so hopefully all the recipes go well I can get five done a day sometimes the recipes don't always work and you've got to oh, reshoot yeah, and go back and get more ingredients and that sort of thing so or or you lose concentration and you're busy shooting and then it's, it burns so there's those little things that I have to factor in as well sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like extra time just in case. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah. Did that happen to you that food just burned because you were Oh, like, yes. Yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. So it happens, happens. I can't say it happens regularly, but it does happen. These mistakes happen. You drop mm-hmm. a dish or something or the cake breaks and you've got to rebake it. You know, these, these, these things happen. You just got to go mm-hmm. with the flow. You've just got to roll with the punches and make sure you have extra ingredients in yeah. case that happens. Otherwise, you've got to put it off for another day. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a good one as well. But so, okay, when you're cooking, let's say, do you then prepare the set in the meantime? Because five recipes sounds like a lot of time already just preparing the food. But you also need to create a whole setup for each dish, probably a bit different vibe. and. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. each set is individual. 
and what I'll do is I'll do all the prep for all the dishes mm -hmm. beforehand mm. and then give myself the cooking time to do while it's cooking to do the setup. It depends. It depends on the dishes that I'm cooking. So if they really need to be cooked and shot immediately, then, yeah. I'll, then I'll work it that way. Otherwise, a lot of the dishes can be pre-cooked and left to cool because it's actually easier to work with cooler dishes. Mm -hmm. um, and then... And then I can just do all five images straight after each other. Right. So it really just mm -hmm. depends on what I'm cooking and, 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 and how long, uh, you know, whether it'll be able to stand for a while or not. So a lot of preparation is involved beforehand, probably the planning and right? That's, that's the key. That mm -hmm. is the key to all of it is that it's preparation. And I think that's the key to, to a good shoot and mm -hmm. to a successful shoot is really is planning. It all starts from the planning stages. So in a project like that, how long do you spend, let's say, in preparation? Do you book like one day for just prep and buying and, and making timelines and stuff like that? or? So with that kind of project, I'll, I'll normally shoot. Um, and depending on how that day goes, mm -hmm. I will then sit. Um, a lot of the time what I do is I order online deliveries for certain parts Smart. of the ingredients. So I'll shoot until around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Then... Um, I, 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 I kind of stagger my preparation. So I'll plan the shoot the day before and I'll go to the shops in the, in the late afternoon the day before mm -hmm. and then purchase the, the items that I need. I'll get a fresh delivery first thing in the morning for the other items. So then I'm ready to shoot for that day. Mm -hmm. if I, and, then, and then each day kind of has a knock-on effect as to how that, that day went as to then what the next day is shoot is. So I have, I've, I have pre-ideas of which recipes I'm going to shoot on which days. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of just has a knock-on effect. It kind of dovetails each other um, in terms of the shopping and the, and the making. So if I don't have a good shoot, then I'll move that day down one and I'll continue the shoot from the previous day on the next day. Mm -hmm. And then kind of repeat in terms of the ingredients and the shopping. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it is a marathon. I it's it's in fact it's a sprint marathon. It's like you it's it's like the longest sprint marathon you can ever do. It's like literally full full blown sprinting for five days mm -hmm. for five days a week for eight weeks. Wow, crazy! Because uh, I'm very curious about this because usually what I shoot is more like a commercial project, which is like let's say maximum five five days of a shoot but that's like maximum and, and big project so i'm yeah. curious how like how the whole um book recipe book process works because that sounds very interesting as well i think because yeah. you really stick to your own style in a way right creatively like you have yeah. all your basically most of the freedom to do yeah. what you like creatively which i think is very very nice. Which is nice because the author, I mean, a lot of that is predetermined by the author and the publishers. Mm -hmm. So generally we'll sit down, well, we can't sit down in the same room because they're, they're in America, but we'll, we'll uh -huh. have a meeting about the look mm -hmm. and the style of the book. And I mean, you've got to remember that the author has chosen the photographer. So based mm -hmm. on my style, I've already been chosen for that particular yeah. style. Makes sense. So, so yeah, I mean, the author just generally gives free reign. And um, some authors I've worked very closely with and others I've had no contact with at all. So it oh, really yeah. just depends on the author and, and how involved they want me to get. Mm -hmm. um, some of them I'll go back and give them feedback on the actual recipes and say how it worked, if I feel it needs changes. Um, 
in terms of the ingredients if there's if if there's if I'm struggling to get a specific ingredient because obviously ingredients can be different between here and this and the US. Um, so so yeah. So I mean, one particular author, I've shot three books for her, and by the third book, when she was still in the recipe development stage, she was sending me messages saying, "Can you get such and such ingredient?" Mm-hmm. Because for her, obviously, it's important that people in Europe and people in the rest of the world can also make her recipes and buy her book. So yeah, yeah so that that relationship worked really really well. Makes sense. So you work basically, um, or you have a deal, or at least you worked a couple of times, so now it keeps working back, but uh, with certain publisher that keeps coming back to you or not? Mm-hmm. It's the sounds... same publisher, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So you just registered with a publisher and they put out your name to potential, to potential authors. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to you if they, if they yeah. can, like there is a match between the style. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So is that the same thing as your agent that's representing you or that's something else? No, that's something else. So my agent that represents me is basically, it's new, my relationship with the mm-hmm. agent. So I haven't done any work with them. Uh-huh. But, um, the, and they're a new agency as well. So mm-hmm. so um, they're still building up their client base at the same time as building up their photographer base. Um so I haven't, like I said, I also, I'm in the process of moving. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't been taking on any new work either. So it's a, it's a combination of the two. But what I have found with my agents is that they are really good at doing the negotiating and doing the contract negotiating and the prices and all of that, which is not my strong field. I, mm-hmm. You know, when you, start, when you start food photography or you start photography and you're a, you, 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 you have this idea you're going to go professional and you're going to start a business. You don't realize how much of your time is not spent behind the camera. Mm-hmm. It's spent behind the computer, emailing and backwards and forwards and all of that. And, I, and just having an agent to do all of that for me is so much easier. It's so much nicer. That so uh-huh. yeah, so that's so that's what I use the agents. The agents are great for that. Um, mm-hmm. And if I have sort of a, if I have those emails where I think it's going to be a bigger project and it's um, and it, and it's going to be quite intensive, they also are able to help with bringing in extra extra crew. If I need mm-hmm. home economists or um, anybody on the lighting side, you know, studios in London, that kind of stuff. Then they put they put all of that together as well as doing the contracts yeah, and, that the, super, super and the helpful. pricing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they ne- they negotiate the price for you then as well yeah. when they talk to the clients. Uh huh. Yeah. So they do all the negotiating, the backwards and forwards with the clients and everything, and then I just that well, that's what that's what's going to happen when I do start yeah, to take yeah, yeah, my yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, congratulations on signing with a new agent. Thank basically. you. Yeah. I think that's an exciting step as well. Yeah. Nice. And then, um, if if I'm allowed to ask that, and if not possible, of course, that's not a problem. But how does it work when does the agent take percentage of your fee of the things that you sign, or do yeah. they, or do you monthly kind of pay for them as part of your crew no. in a way? They just take a percentage of the, mm-hmm. of the agreed fee. So obviously it's in their best interest to, to agree a higher fee for you, yeah. which is really good. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good motivator yeah. then. Yeah, yeah that's well, nice so I've also found like I've, I've had clients that have, have sent through inquiries. And if, I, if I'm if i unsure about the client or I don't know, it, you know, it, sometimes it can get awkward just talking about money. I really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not everybody's cup of tea and it's definitely not mine. Mm-hmm. That's when I just say, you know what, I think you should rather just deal with my agent. These are the details and get in touch with them. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that just makes it so much easier um, on that whole side, on the, on the negotiating side. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. That's something interesting. And did the agent found you or did you found an agent? Yeah, the agent found me. Oh, they got in touch with me. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious how that works. Um, nice. Fun. Okay. Now, another topic is, of course, an exciting thing uh, that you have right now going on also is your ambassador of Nikon. Mm, yes. Tell know, me about that it. Is a, that is exciting because I think... Um, as a as a food photographer, I think you know we 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 haven't seen much of food photography in the photography world. Yeah. So I love the fact that um, you know I'm on board with Nikon and we're really bringing food photography to photographers. And obviously during lockdown, it was just amazing because people were looking for things to photograph, and mm-hmm. that was when food particularly has become really really popular. So yeah, I mean, I, I love my relationship with Nikon. It's great that we we're able to um, to show food photography on such yeah. a big platform um, in the photography world. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 been great. It's been a good, successful um, relationship. So it's Nikon. It's not Nikon. I think it's either or. I think it depends <laughs> on where you I'm come never from. Sure. <laughs> I think it depends on where you come from. Okay. I've heard it's Nikon, Nikon. So I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start saying Nikon then, because I keep saying Nikon, but I'm not sure In the sure UK, that's we say Nikon, and okay. then when I've been with um, with uh, German and French and Dutch yeah. photographers, they, yeah. say, they say Nikon. So oh, maybe I, that's I, why. I think it depends on where you come from. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so how long have you been working with them? Well, I started with them probably about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I start, They asked me to speak for them um, on food photography at the photography show in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. And um, from there, we started running workshops in their Nikon school in London. Mm-hmm. And then last year, they appointed me as an ambassador. So, so yeah, it was, a, it was a relationship that slowly built and developed yeah. over time. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So they found you basically in the beginning, right? And yeah. And you just continued the relationship and working yeah. with them and they liked working with you, of course. And uh... Yeah. And I think, um, you know, they're all just amazing people and they're all so friendly. And, and initially I was terrified because I don't consider myself to be a technical photographer. I'm, uh-huh. I'm far more creative. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I was initially terrified. I thought, oh, you know, I don't know anything about cameras and different different models and all of that. And they're just amazing. You know, they, they, they've got an incredible technical crew. So, mm-hmm. you know, they run with that all the time. And it's just great. They've just said to me, just show your creativity because that's what we want to teach people. We want to teach photographers. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we, we, we're here on the technical side, but it just show creativity and show people how to take pictures. Um, and, yeah, so, so that's been really great from that regard. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's an exciting step for your career as well, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and again, just just being a food photographer in this in this industry and meeting other photographers, it's it's always it's always like a novelty when they when they meet me and they go, You're a food photographer. Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's like, oh, never thought of that. Never thought of, you know. I mean, they're all extreme sports and all of that. And there's yeah, yeah. mostly like blueberries. portraiture, some nature portraiture, yeah. um, some sports yeah, and needs, some animals but not much your weddings but the food photography is not uh it's yeah. not that much so when you tell about your um yeah that's really yeah but it's you know, super upcoming though well. and the reaction is always so positive like yeah i always thought that and i hate to say this but i always thought that um food photographers were looked down upon by the rest of the photography world they were like mm-hmm. oh food you know that's so boring 
but it's so not the case. I mean, every time when I meet photographers, no, yeah. they're always like, gee, food is like one of the hardest yeah, genres yeah, yeah, to yeah. choose. What the, that's what they always say that. Yeah. 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 So I think that I love it. I mean, they just like, and then they want to talk like, do you do the styling? Do you do the cooking? Like, yeah. they can't believe that there's so many aspects involved to it. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think what surprises photographers is that, well, the thing about food photography is that we are in control of every pixel on that picture. Like, mm -hmm. we are not sitting waiting for an opportunity to happen with three lions walking past you or birds or a sunset no. or anything. We are, as food photographers, are in full control of every single part of that picture. Yeah. And I think that's what's, that's, that's what's so impressive about food photography and that what photographers love about it is that, yeah, I mean, you have full control over everything. Yeah. Yeah. From the, from the creating like a kitchen setups to all the exactly. way to the little detail on, on that food. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, and then the most asked question is, is your food real? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's also true. Yeah. Most asked question. If I, if I got a pound for every time I was asked that question, I'd never have to work again. <laughs> same here same here like always so you use like the glaze of the i don't know automobile thing yeah. for the maple syrup and things like that yeah all the time or what do you use instead of ice cream like is that the mashed potatoes yeah exactly all the time yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, so i'm always asked that question so do you use no take things no well particularly for me i mean i i am selling I'm essentially selling visual references to recipes mm -hmm. for authors that are taking a lot of time to develop a recipe. I can't go and add fake stuff to that because the person who buys that book goes home and makes it. If it doesn't look like that, they're in for a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, and it's, and for me, it's for me, a lot of, I'm contracted by the publishers to ensure that I cook the recipe as per the recipe, the ingredients and the directions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's only fair not to, not to add things to um, an author's recipe and change it in any way. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's little tricks of the trade, you know. Um, I'll probably undercook vegetables slightly so that they look nice and bright and colorful and prop up soups with little bowls, little yeah. ramkins inside, you know, brown browning and oil on meat, those kind of things. But it's still all totally edible afterwards. It's still food, yeah. It's yeah, still yeah, food. yeah. Yeah, it's still Makes all sense. edible. My family still eat it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that uh, approach. Only when it's a super big commercial shoot where you have like five days of shoot of the same thing or whatever, then I understand. But for yeah. breasts, I like photographing yeah. food as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, on the commercial side, I can't speak for that side. That's not a field that, I, that I'm in. So, But certainly for my side, it's, it's all real. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, even down to the ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tricky one, though. Yeah. No, oh, that takes seconds. Some, that's when you wish you had 10 arms. Yeah. <laughs> and one oh. in the freezer and one scooping and one doing this because it goes, it changes so quickly. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. So, what would be your advice for aspiring food photographer? Uh, follow your heart. Seriously. <laughs> like, you know, I actually saw somebody putting put put a post on Instagram saying that she loves she loves her doing food photography in muted tones, but she feels uh -huh. that you kind of have to have brighter tones and 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 she's in this kind of no man's land of what she wants to do. And for me, I feel that if you follow your heart and you do what mm -hmm. you love and you you look at the picture and go, 
I love that picture. I would print that up and put it on my wall. That's uh-huh. how much I love it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. No. And I think it's really important that if you if that is the style you want to shoot in, then shoot in it because that can become your unique, your totally unique individual style yeah. that, you know, when people are paging through Instagram or something and they hit that picture, they go, oh, I know who that picture belongs to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really important not to try and do what everybody else is doing and try and stand out. And if, if that means you've got to mute your colors or do whatever, then do it. Um, you know, it's try, yeah, try and be unique and try and be individual and, and try and just shoot from the heart and what you really want to do. Yeah. You have to be proud of what you do instead yeah. of trying to copy and trying to fit in. Yeah. You need yeah, to understand. Try, try yeah. and stick to what you're comfortable with. And I mean, obviously, push yourself out of your comfort zone and other areas. But when it comes oh, to yeah. try, when it comes to a style um, and learning to shoot and that kind of stuff, shoot what you love to shoot. I mean, the minute you, you there's no, there, there's no connection with what you're shooting. I mean, it's not going to come through in the image. Uh, you've no. got to have a real connection with it. Yeah. How long did you took, like, let's say to find your own style? Because that's another topic that I keep hearing about that people are being a bit nervous about, about finding their own photography style. But I feel like it comes naturally, doesn't it? I think it does. I mean, that's, that's an interesting question because I, I don't think I, I realized I had a style until people started telling me I had a style. Uh-huh. So I wasn't trying to achieve a style. I was shooting in a similar style all the time because I wanted the pictures on my blog to kind of have a bit of a flow and mm-hmm. and kind of match each other. Oh, so, yeah. so I think you get you achieve a style by having um, similar props and backgrounds and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but I didn't realize I was shooting in a particular style. But another thing that really can make your style stand out is your post-production. So what you do mm-hmm. in post-production and, and how you change it around in post-production can create a, a style. I mean, I never use presets from other from from other bloggers or um, photographers. Um, I'll always I always kind of have my kind of go to um, not presets, but my go to sliders that I'll change on Lightroom to create. And and I think that across the board, when I do that across the board, it kind of comes out as a style mm-hmm. as well. So you know, yeah, not try and change it around too much and jump around from from different presets to try and make one picture look good. It's about making all your pictures kind of cohesive. Yeah, because that's also important for social media, of course, for Instagram, the the look of the feed. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say Instagram is still an important part of your strategy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah? very much so. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of people find you. It's Mm -hmm. It's an online portfolio. They'll find your Instagram feed. Then they'll go to your portfolio and then they'll make contact with you through your portfolio. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really important way of getting in touch. And particularly when you're starting, you know, you can you can instantly reach out to brands through DMs. Yeah. And they can just, all they have to do is click across to your name to see what you can deliver. Um, so it's really quick. It's, it's so much easier than emailing because a lot of the time you email and you never hear back. Um, you know, it's just an, it's, I, I think it's an instant way of connecting with brands, um, you know, without, without having to do the whole email introduction. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. do that a lot when reaching out to the brands that you like? Um, not so much anymore. Um, but I did when I was starting out mm-hmm. definitely. And I would, um, even now, like I, if I like a product, I, and as I mentioned earlier, I don't, I don't do sponsor, I don't do many sponsored posts mm-hmm. and if I like a product, I'll tag that brand in the product, um, mm-hmm. in the, in the picture. Um, 
So, you know, sometimes they'll come back to me and they'll say, oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, uh-huh. Can we work with you? Or um, do you mind if we share the image or something like that? I think it's important not to always have an agenda when you're doing this kind of thing and just do it because you want your followers to see a product mm-hmm. or you want um, or you want to reach out to a brand without saying, well, you've got to buy my picture and I want this and I want that and I want that for the use of the picture. I think if mm-hmm. you... If you, you know, take a picture, tag the brand and say, hey, send them a DM and say, hey, I've tagged you in this product, in this picture. I hope you like the picture. Feel free to share it if you want. Uh-huh. I think it's, that's, a, that's a nice way of establishing relationships because um, it really is about building a relationship with the brand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a great way, particularly on the smaller side, on the smaller brands. It's a great way of connecting with brands and brands that you want to work with and that you yeah. really like and you back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, and smaller brands are always looking for photographers, always. Mm-hmm. They're always happy to send you products and to work with you. Um, yeah, you, I mean, it's not going to be massive shoots, massive commercial shoots, but, um, yeah, it's fun to work with, with brands and grow with a brand. Mm-hmm. And it's a good starting point. I think yeah. if you start as a food photographer and you're looking for clients, that's a good way to get in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do believe that you should always charge. You There should be yeah. some form of compensation. I mean, when you're starting out initially and, there's, and, and it's a collaboration and you're getting something out of it and they're getting something out of it and you're happy with it, that's fine. But I think it, it is important for the industry itself to make sure that you do, don't do free work just for, for, the, for the odd samples. Um, I think it's important to make sure that people charge for work because there's a massive amount of time and energy that goes into that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you start doing free work um, and giving away that time for free, it's, you know, it's, it's, it can be, you can be taken advantage of. So I think it's really important to establish from, from the very beginning, even if it's a small amount, even if it's, it's, even if it's a little amount or a, a, an agreement for decent compensation with products, you know, not a free sample or one tub of ice cream or something. Um, it's got to be a good. It's got to be a good collab- collaboration. You've both got to be getting something out of it, whether it's great exposure or something. But there does need to be something that you both get out of it, and not just them getting work out of it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, for the beginning, 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 if you're just starting, then I think that getting out could be your portfolio and building mm. a relationship and, um, let's say, developing a network. But if that same brand or someone comes back again, can they do a pictures? Then I think, yeah, it never should be a second time freebie kind of. Work. Yeah, I think it, I think it needs to be made clear with the brand that this is a one off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I have had so I have had circumstances for, with brands that I worked with in the beginning, and I gave them a lot of images. Mm-hmm. I spent hours on working on the images. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got busier, they still expected the same. Oh, the same. Yeah. So I think you've got to be careful about mm-hmm. starting what you intend to finish yeah. or, or what you intend to follow through with. So, you know, my first brand, I worked for three days on a, on, on a shoot for them, Ooh. you know, and now, now all I can give them is three hours and they yeah. want the same level of what I, what I was giving them, you know. And I, I gave them like, I don't know, 100 pictures or something initially. And now they want... You know, now now they're going, well, you've, you've given us those in the past. Why can't we get them from you now? Yeah. So you do have to be careful about what you set, the precedence yeah. you set with those clients. And they, yeah. they do need to be made aware that this is a one-off and that mm-hmm. the next time around you're going to negotiate a different fee. Um, you know, so you've got to be careful. Yeah. 
So what would you say were your biggest milestones in your food photography career? Um, my biggest milestones, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's about leveling up. So having small milestones, achieving those, and then going up to the next level. So for me, it started with my pictures being accepted on Food Gawker. I don't know if you know Food Gawker. It's an online site for blogging. Okay. Um, I know the name so what from you, somewhere. Yeah. So what you do is you submit the images. You submit a image, um, yeah. and they will approve it and put it on their website. It's almost like a Pinterest, but they okay. are more selective about the images that go up. Um, and then you can click on the image and you can add a link to your blog and you click on the image and it takes you straight through to the blog. So, but they're quite selective. So for me, it started with submitting images to Food Gawker and having them accepted. Initially, they were turned down, they were rejected. But what's nice about them is they give you feedback if they, ter- if they reject it. So they'll say mm-hmm. overexposed, underexposed, wrong angle. Ah, that's um, good. Something like that. So it gave me a base to start off with to try and get images accepted into Food Gawker. And then mm-hmm. from there, it was, first one was a major party. It was like this big thing in my life that my image oh, had been accepted. Yeah. And then a couple more were rejected. And then it was about making sure that every image that I submitted was accepted. So so that was one of my milestones. Another one was Pink Lady Food Photographer Competition. Oh, that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. I didn't realize when I entered it how big it was. I didn't have any idea of the magnitude of it. <laughs> Um, so my first, my first submission in 2017 was, um, uh, in the blogger category, I submitted mm-hmm. five pictures and, um, two were shortlisted and then one went through to finals and came third. And oh. I still didn't realize at the time how big the competition was and what that would do for me. And then from there, um, it opened doors through Pink Lady. I was introduced to, um, the photography show in Birmingham. Uh-huh. And they contacted me and asked me if I do if I'd do a talk for them, um, nice. and that was another milestone because I didn't do public speaking at all. Um, uh-huh. I was terrified of public speaking. I wouldn't even stand yeah. up and do a speech at my children's birthday parties. Uh-huh. So that was a big step. Um, and then through them, introduced to Nikon. So yeah, you know, milestones they can be big, they can be small. I mean, I think it's about just setting constant goals for yourself and. Um, and trying to achieve them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, in my first, when I first started blogging, I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to one day be able to do a recipe book, you know, mm-hmm. just one day to be able to do my own recipe book. Yeah. And I've just finished, I've just completed my own recipe book with my, uh-huh. with UK publishers. Uh-huh. And I mean, at the time I still thought, you know, when you think it's just a pipe dream, it's like so far away from uh-huh. ever being able to happen. And, but it's happened, you know, it, it happened organically. I was very fortunate, um, but it happened. And so like, yeah, I mean, you can have a pipe dream, but it doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Uh-huh. It's, it could happen, you know. And then is the book being launched. You're, you're launching your own book. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's also a big one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah, so I'm launching it. I think it's being launched in November or December. <gasps> That's so exciting. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so it's we're in the second stage of editing at the moment mm-hmm. and all the design and everything. But yeah, super exciting. Did you make pictures yourself then? For yes. sure. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So dreams are good. Dreams are, you know, dreams are important. whether it's just being accepted 
whether it's having a, a picture reposted on Instagram by one of the big accounts, you know, it can be any of those, any of those mm. dreams. They're good. And, and you know, they, they keep you motivated and keep you getting up the next day going, okay, I'm going to photograph and I'm, my next picture is going to be good and my next one's going to be better. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's, it's, that's all it is. That's important. I actually, when I just, just started in uh, food photography and I decided, okay, I'm going to become a food photographer, I made on the paper, like I wrote down, become an expert in food photography, like, <sighs> uh, and I sticked it on the fridge and I still have that paper and I'm like, I'm not yet, of course, the biggest expert in the world or whatever, but I still have that paper and I look at it and I'm like, I'm already kind of there. Like I, I am a food photographer already. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just. Um, and, and that's the thing I find is that so many people go, so many people will say to me, oh, you know, I'm not quite a food photographer for whatever reason. And I'm like, mm -hmm. do you pick up a camera? Yes. Do you photograph food? Yes. Well, then you're a food photographer. You don't have to have accreditations and university degrees and all no. these things behind you um you know sponsorship or anything that that doesn't qualify you as a food photographer in my eyes you know if you have a passion for photographing food well then call yourself a food photographer yeah you know? for sure yeah yeah for sure yeah and that's an exciting career to follow it is isn't it great yeah i love it i love it so much i'm so happy it. about this yeah yeah. So everybody who's listening, if you're following this career, it's worth it. It's a good call. It's yeah, a good it's one. a good call. It's, it's a, a good goodie. Call. We love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So actually, when the next question for me would be to you, um, what is most fun for you in your job as a food photographer? Um, oh, I love it all. Um, I, I love challenges. Uh -huh. Um. I do get terrified when I get a challenge and I'm like, you know, you, you, you look at the, you look at a new job and you think, Oh, there's no ways I could ever do that. And then I love finishing it and thinking, Oh, actually I did do that. You know, I, I managed to do it as terrified as I was or out of my comfort zone or out of mm -hmm. my depth, I did it and that's okay. Um, yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's the whole area of it. I think, I don't think there's any, there's, it's all fun for me. Yeah. You know, I like to, I like to say that I don't have a job, I have a hobby. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, I, I, don't, I don't want it to become a job. I don't mm -hmm. want it to become something you've got to do every day to put bread on the table, to put food on the table. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it must be fun. There must still be a love for it. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where I don't pick up a camera. Um, I've been, I've, I was quite ill at one stage and, um, moving now, I'm not always, you know, shooting and I, I actually get itchy fingers cause I really want to be photographic. You know, mm -hmm. that is my happiest place is behind the camera. That's, that's my, I call it almost like a meditation zone where mm -hmm. like I can just shut off everything else around all the, all the noise that's going on around me and I can just photograph. And that's, that's my happy place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you have some recommended books or influencers or anything like that, like YouTube channels that um, are good for people to learn more about food photography and its business? Oh, I mean, we've got some awesome books that have just come out recently. Yeah. I mean, Joni from the yeah. Bike Shot and her, her YouTube channels are just, you can find anything on there. Oh, I love really Joni good. and she is just the nicest person. Um, B. Lubas with her book. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Kimberly from Little Plantation, also just three totally different books, yeah. but all 
have the same message and you can just learn so much from each book. I think everybody must just go out and buy every single book available because they they don't they don't cross over in any way. They, you know, you can sit down and read all three books and not go, oh, you want I've read that before. It's all so they're all so well written in their mm-hmm. own personal way and they both they all have information that is just great and that you can you can relate to. I love it. I think they I think they all three are fantastic. All worth um, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and then I mean, there's 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 uh, there's obviously Joni, there's Lucy Beck who's doing photography courses oh, Lucy. now. Yeah, she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a fellow fellow Netherlands from, and I mean, yeah, she's also amazing. I love Lucy. Her work is beautiful, and she's so relatable. You can, you know, she's just lovely to speak to and and chat to. So. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of photographers out there that are that are doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. But follow them all. You know, don't have a favorite because everybody's got a different style, and you pick up things from different from different photographers. And you know, learn learn get inspired by them, learn tips from them, but don't try and become them. You know, mm-hmm. just just take what you need to build your own. Going back to to build your own style, style to build yeah. your own um, your own presence. And create your own Instagram presence. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot of, I see there's a lot of stuff on Instagram that's starting to look all the same. And it's, mm-hmm. and, and I think people need to step out a little bit and try and find other ways of, um, other ways of, of, I mean, it's difficult. Food, there are only so many ways you can shoot food. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just try and find a different way of shooting it. Try and see what everybody else is doing and then go the opposite. Yeah. Try to stand out. Yeah. from the crowd yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. certainly and uh, then the last question would be where can the listeners find you um instagram i'm i'm i don't i'm not across the spectrum on social media i find it's very difficult to serve so many masters oh, at yeah. the same time um instagram i love my instagram account at donna Krauss. um mm-hmm. and then my website www.donnacrauss.com yeah, um, and then yeah, send me a DM on Instagram. I love answering questions. I love chatting to people, and yeah, um, yeah, that's not really Facebook. I'm not on Facebook that much, but um, I'm more of an Instagrammer. No TikTok yeah. yet. No, no, I haven't got into TikTok. I haven't. I haven't even got into Reels yet on Instagram. So I'm oh, a bit yeah. slow. A bit slow on the uptake. Um, <laughs> Takes yeah. time as well, huh? Yeah, I tr- I tried to do some some um some Instagram reels, and you're right. It takes like half a day to do, mm-hmm. so I just don't have that time. <laughs> so one day, one day, maybe I don't want to say in another lockdown, but maybe in a period like <laughs> yeah. that where we where we all like sitting around going, what can we yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe then I'll take it on as a challenge. Yeah, I won't say the word lockdown. We're not going to no, go down please, that not again. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but maybe if I'm on holiday or I'm doing something where I don't have to answer to anybody and I don't have mm-hmm. bookings or anything, then I can do it. And you can try it out. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. Because it takes time and you need to develop mm-hmm. that skill. It's a skill definitely that needs to be developed. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Donna. It was thank super you. nice talking to you. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it. And I hope that everybody enjoys enjoyed the conversation and just tag us in your pictures and just have fun creating Mm -hmm. that's all that's all thank you